Hey, this is Hillary Crowley, and welcome to the third chakra uh, program of my uh, Good Energy Healing Show. I am here. I am nervous. I've got nervous energy, and it's right in my third chakra. So I'm going to get real today about moving forward with the third chakra and why the third chakra is really so much about our consciousness and who we are. Um, it represents everything to do with the physical world. It lives right in the abdominal area. We like to think that our mind and our thinking and our consciousness is between our ears up here in our head, where my headphones are right now. But I'm telling you, I'm pretty sure that we all kind of live right from the center of our body, our abdominal solar plexus area, um, the part that has all those vital organs like liver, um, uh, spleen, you know, everything that we have in there that just helps keep our body moving and cleaning and digesting. All of that is the third chakra area. And I believe it has a huge consciousness, uh, far bigger than what we think again is between our ears. So welcome to my program about moving forward with the third chakra. I'm coming in with some nice nervous energy. Uh, I know that energy, whenever I feel nervous, um, I feel it right in that area, right below my rib cage, right below my sternum. And it's the adrenals. And that's another part of the third chakra. It can feel like stage fright for those of you out there who are performers um, that, ugh. and I've often told, uh, folks that I work with before they go on stage that you don't ever want to not have just a little bit of a charge in that area of your body, because if you don't, um, feel a little discomfort, then you're not moving forward. You don't want to be completely blissed out, um, right before you go on stage. In fact, I had that happen to me once. Um, and the healing artist in me thought I was really right on track. And credit to my very, very good scene partner, because we were in the run of a show. I think it was going on for, uh, it was a while. Like, I think it was like a month long run. And I was playing the part of Marie Antoinette. Some of you folks out there remember my buddies. We were in that show together. And I knew my lines. Um, I was always, always nervous before I went on stage. And I talked myself out of thinking that was a bad thing. I realized it was a good thing. I wasn't ready to articulate it as third chakra energy, but I certainly articulated it as this nervous adrenal, adre adrenal energy. People feel it before a sporting event a speaking event. Uh, lots of us, it is so unbearable that we just can't. And I say us, cause there are many things that I just can't do because the nerves are too, too strong and they can par paralyze us and make us feel like I can't do this. And right at that moment where you hit the big, I can't do this. That's where you push through into a healthy third chakra belief system, which is I can make good choices. I am safe to take risks. I am better for taking risks. And this overall sense that my heart will hold me, my physical body will hold me. I'm secure in my attachment to my tribe, to my world. It is safe to make choices. That is the third chakra energy. So my uh, buddy, Holly, 
was uh, my scene partner. And Holly, if you're listening, I don't know if you remember this story, but I cannot imagine how you wouldn't remember it. You were left on stage and I didn't meet my cue. What I was doing backstage was thinking about how nice it was that the run was more than halfway done. And, you know, everything was pretty much turnkey. You'd come in and you'd give it your all in the scene. And, you know, at the end of the night, you just set your clothes up and your props up and your wigs up for the next day. Um, And so for some reason, and this was my clue, uh, it was post-intermission. And I said to myself, I never noticed how there's such a nice like the tea is still set up. We don't we don't break down the tea and uh, intermission food afterwards. There was like tea and coffee. I said, you know, I think I'm going to do. I've never done this before. I'm going to make myself a cup of tea before scenes. I'll just be backstage over here, you know, in the in the lobby area, which is where I would enter from. I'm just going to stay here and make myself a cup of tea. And oh, look at all the posters on the wall. I was so utterly relaxed. There was absolutely no third chakra energy running through me. I was nowhere near through the play. I still had about six more scenes to do. And God bless her. Wonderful actress, Holly, came um, off stage shouting so that the audience could hear, where is my queen? Where is my queen? Oh, lady, sir, I serve you. I serve you. Where is my queen? And she just did a full scene and pulled me back onto stage. She did not say a word to me as an actress. She only spoke to me in character. And I got pulled back onto stage. And it was my probably my like biggest space out moment of my entire life. I forgot to do the entrance onto stage. And as I look back at that and say, hmm, what did I do wrong? Because I never want that to happen again. I was relaxing and being mindful, (laughs) which had no place in this part of life where I was needed. I was uh, on, on duty and I needed to literally and figuratively step up and be on stage. So, um, I hope that helps you understand a little bit of the third chakra energy, but it turns out, I don't think I want to leave this story uh, about theater and stepping on stage before I talk about um, my most beautiful awakening that I ever had for my third chakra was in a theater class I was taking with a director and gifted teacher named Craig Foley. And he was teaching a class about uh, Michael Chekhov. Uh, Anton and Michael Chekhov are great Russian leaders of the um, theater world. And Michael was the master, the, the um, actor's actor, um, absolutely knew how to bring forth um, great performances in, from actors. And he's left a legacy in his beautiful lessons. Uh, his brother, Anton Chekhov, you might know as the playwright who wrote The Seagull and Three Sisters and so forth, uh, major, major uh players in, you know, popular and, you know, culture in general. They, they, they learned how to transform our culture through the arts, which is what we're doing every day. And that's Chekhov brothers were great for that. So Michael Chekhov is a little lesser known because he was not a playwright and at least lesser known to, to my, um, in my learnings on theater, but Michael Chekhov had this amazing exercise that was taught to me by Craig Foley. 
and you um, go into a state of visualization and you visualize your solar plexus. Now, the solar plexus is named after the sun. Um, it's a medical term uh, because it's uh, the solar, the solar system and the solar being the center of the body and what everything else orbits around. You see how we have some of these beautiful energetic terms for the physical body there. And the solar plexus is said to be where the rest of us orbits around the solar plexus. So uh, my job was to imagine my solar plexus as a small spark of light, just the smallest spark of light. And that spark of light was sending off sparks from itself. And those sparks were building slowly into a ball of light. In fact, I believe this exercise is called the ball of light exercise. And it is located right there, that exact point of the third chakra, the solar plexus. And you imagine in the exercise that the light uh, grows and spins and turns and grows and gets brighter among itself. And as you keep sparking that light, it grows from a tiny spark into a big ball of fire. So the ball of fire now starts to give off sparks that are greater than uh, the force of its own, uh, you know, as we're imagining and visualizing that it's not just feeding itself, but it's sending sparks of light out into the body. So you imagine that the sparks of light pour down into the feet suddenly and pour out up through the um, heart and shoulders and down through the hands and pour out through your hands. So in short order, you've gone from imagining and locating your solar plexus to um, growing this beautiful ball of light that is sending out sparks through your feet and through your hands. Then the idea from Michael Chekhov is that we take that those sparks of light that are pouring out through our feet and through our hands and we let them fill our space. So in my case, I was standing in a room, maybe 12 feet by 12 feet. And my job was to fill that room with the sparks of light through visualizing through my solar plexus. Then you allow yourself to let that room get filled up from the bottom to the top so that it's almost like a flood of light coming up. Um, and the sparks fill and fill and fill. And what happens is that eventually your hands are met with the sensation of the sparks of light underneath your hands. And in this exercise, without any instruction, my hands began to float upward as the sparks of light grew up to the height of my hips and my rib cage and my shoulders and my neck. And, and my hands floated over my head, similar to that exercise that you can do if you push your hands up the inside of a door, the door um, frame and you push the back of your hands into the uh, door frame and then you let go when you were a little kid. Did you ever do that? You, you hold it for three minutes. You let somebody time you. And, and then afterwards, you drop your arms and then your arms naturally float up. I, I'd, I was experienced with that sensation because I used to play that all the time. This time I was doing it with the ball of light um, exercise and I didn't expect my hands to float up and they floated up right over my head. It was an incredible sensation. 
And finally, I was standing there, uh, pulled away from the exercise because what was I doing standing there with my hands over my head? And Craig Foley said, it's okay. You can slowly open your eyes and let your arms come down. But you activated that area of your body that Michael Chakoff says is what actors do to fill the room. How can one person be on a stage and speak to 3,500 people or 350,000 people in a, you know, like, I don't know, a huge, you know, lawn of millions of people gathering and there can be speakers. How do you emit that amazing energy? And um, the idea is that every human being has the ability to shine. I could just say to shine. And they can shine forth with their third chakra. That is your will to live, people. That is your will to live, your will to exist, your will to shine. Uh, Third chakra uh, energy will come up if you need to shine, if you need to find your will to live. Uh, Oftentimes, we, we don't need to stand on a big stage, but the stage is just our little life. And, and and sometimes the only audience is ourselves. So if you want to look about will to live, think about um, look into the idea of uh, taking care of ourselves. So uh, recently, I really wanted to scale back on sugar. I had too much sugar uh, over the winter months, and it wasn't serving me. I didn't feel better. When I ate it, I wasn't even really craving it, but I needed to knock it out of my habits. And I found a trick that I hadn't done before, and I've shared it with some of my clients, that you actually can just talk to the will center of your body and just say, you don't want that. Don't do that. Not a good idea. Kind of like parenting yourself, a lot like parenting yourself. So, and I don't mean like deep you know, trying to redirect an entire personality here. I'm talking about the basic parenting yourself is don't touch the stove. You're going to get burnt. Um, I, I, I don't want you to get burnt. My job is to let you avoid the experience of being burnt because I'm going to teach you as, as a member of your family or tribe or as your teacher. Um, I'm going to say, don't, don't touch the stove. You're going to get burnt. That's a no, just like that. That's a no. And, um, when I was doing that with sugar, I would sort of see myself, you know, sometime around 10 o'clock at night when I should just be winding down and falling asleep saying, what's this one, maybe a little snack that I want to have. And I, it was sugar. And I just said, I don't want that. I don't need that. You don't need that. And I just did that self-talk with myself. And it really um, worked very quickly. I don't know. It's because I'm getting older and wiser and trusting the part of me that's talking to myself. Or if um, I'd never talked to myself that way before, just saying, you don't want to do that. That's a bad idea. Um, that doesn't go with your will to, will to live. You won't feel better about yourself. So the will in me spoke to the other will. You know, the, the will to live in me spoke to the will to live in me. It was really interesting. Um, as I'm doing this, my hands are sort of doing the infinite infinity sign where we're just always talking to ourselves and trying to get uh, good choices to manifest from all the different impulses we have around growing our soul. So Carolyn Mace, who you know I often talk about, wrote The Anatomy of the Spirit. Just beautiful work of art, this book. 
called The Anatomy of the Spirit, Carolyn Mace, MYSS. Since then, she still lectures. You can get her, check her out at mace.com. Um, she is unapologetically the megaphone for growing our spirits through the physical experience of being alive. And she's a tough cookie. Um, I've seen her lecture. She's fiery. She's uh, wise. That's all I have to say. Uh, All day long, put me in a room with a fiery, wise person, and I will be blessed to be learning from them. So she was able to identify in Anatomy of the Spirit all of the chakras. Beautiful reference chart. If you ever need a reference chart to really understand the chakras, I highly recommend reading the Anatomy of the Spirit. No question about it. Um, And she talks about how the third chakra is where the physical body and the spiritual body meet up. And third chakra is still very much physical body. But the choices that we make from the third chakra is, do I move forward honoring my spirit or I get, do I get tied down by materialism? Ah, there's our choices. There's our choices. Do I move forward just getting tied down by more materialism or do I make this, the decision that grows my spirit and grows me towards spirit? <laughs> Love that question. Um, I could ask it all the time. So, so when you're um, wrestling with the third chakra before you step onto stage or step into your podcast or, or step into a, um, a difficult conversation, and by difficult, I mean it's less than doing nothing. You have to step into um, taking a risk, telling somebody that you love them, um, telling somebody that you are showing up, this, this desire to to not show up and make these decisions to say, meh, not going to do it too hard. Doesn't feel right in my body. When deep down, you know, it's going to grow your spirit. That's the third chakra energy. People who have strong, healthy third chakra energies tend to have really, really good habits in their life. Um, Should I stay up late Or should I go to bed at a decent hour so I can be up and meet my friend for the sunrise walk? That's really good third chakra energy. Did you have to talk yourself into it and say, hmm, I could just kind of allow my physical material body to say, this feels good right now. It's kind of the opposite of addiction too. What what is the less conscious part of me need uh, just to like get through? This feels good right now Uh, without any planning or moving forward in your thoughts. Yeah, that's the third chakra energy shadow, which says, "Eh, it doesn't matter. What does it matter? I don't matter. My, my, my will to live my freedom. Yeah. I, what does it matter? So uh, in preparing for this, I procrastinated incredibly. I recorded, um, if you look at my files, which no one has access to, but if you did, if you hacked into my computer, you would see that I have like five false starts with this particular podcast. I took a long time um, to get to this podcast, uh, you know, right here to, to really 
be ready to to push it forward. And I've had uh, w- one of them. I was recording the podcast, and I don't know what was going on, but my shadow of my third chakra was winning. It. Um, I actually have a sensation as I speak to you that nervous energy is in my third chakra right now. I felt trapped recently um, by just the circumstances of not being able to go to work during the COVID quarantine. Um, My basic routines were off. Um, It's not normal for me to not be able to move freely throughout my life (laughs) in my day. Uh, Anyone else recognize this? And it's been agitating that area of my body. So we get the spleen, ancient area of the body um, that all it knows is, are things good or bad? Are we surviving today? What do we need to do to survive today? And it collects all sorts of information from the rest of our body, which is like, hmm, I've noticed that you're actually been in the same place you haven't gone to your happy office. Where are those people who fill you up called clients who, who bring you so much joy? Where are they? How come I haven't seen them? You haven't had a hug in a really long time. So those are just the, the more primal messages that my body is getting. And ultimately, my third chakra is starting to ramp up in its consciousness and say, talk to me, talk to me, what's going on here? And I could have other parts of me like, no need to talk. It's just go with the flow. Everything is happy, dappy. I'm going to be okay. Um, and that's just ignoring the the intersection between the physical world and the spirit world. And I, I would recommend, I feel strongly about this, to never ignore that intersection. We are a beautiful woven body of folks who can live and breathe in this physical body on earth. And there is nothing wrong with being physical body. It is a blessed gift. And we also get to soar through the experience of spirit spirit body too and what grows us spiritually um, outside of who we are, or what we look like, or, you know, what we're doing and how, and how much we're worth or how we exist, you know, in the physical world. And as Carolyn May said in the materialism, materialism decision you make to go material rather than go towards spirit that 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 journey that wrestling that interweaving is the beauty of life itself it really is and so here we are um in the third chakra and i was recording this show a long time ago i mean we're talking weeks ago i i've been in a holding pattern here um, as I was recording the show, I was um, all of a sudden met with the sound of one of my least favorite sounds, a chainsaw. And the chainsaw was right outside my window. And the neighbors, two doors down, were cutting down trees. And there were big trees. And it was not the neighbors actually doing it. It was a tree service. And that was it. I just turned it off. I, I live on a quiet street. I do these podcasts in one take. I do them at home um, when I have some privacy. And I feel really strongly about that. My life doesn't exist in a sound booth. And I don't go into a sound booth to do these podcasts. And 
once in a while I get interrupted, but the chainsaw was a little bit too much and it made me angry and anger lives in my adrenals too. that fight or flight, nothing I could do about it. I'm never going to, never going to, you know, start a fight with a chainsaw. Um, and I just turned it off and walked away and it flattened, ironically flattened that joie de vivre, that, that zest for life, which is exactly what I was talking about at the moment that the chainsaw went on. And I like that as a coincidence. It wasn't convenient, um, but it grew me for this moment. And right when I was starting the podcast today, uh, it was early and it's fairly early in the morning and the car alarm on the other side of the property, uh, another neighbor, uh, set their car alarm off or somebody set it off, which you do that, that this too shall pass, except for the fact that they were testing their car alarm and the car alarm didn't go off once. It went off eight times. And when I stepped outside to say, what could possibly be going wrong with this car alarm right now on this sunny morning on a quiet street, I realized they were actually testing the car alarm, maybe because it was broken but the timing couldn't have been worse. And guess what got activated in me? My fiery little third chakra. So I got more nervous about the podcast. I got more angry about my neighbors who I have no reason to be angry at. They have no way of knowing that I needed like utter silence. They were solving their own problems. Car alarms are necessary and mandatory or what are they called? Not optional. Everyone has a car alarm now. And it was just life. And I was letting myself get pulled down further into the the tightness. So the exercise I just talked to you about with Michael Chekhov, opening up and letting that light flow um, of the of the ball of light and the sparks of light. You know what I felt when I felt like anger or frustration or fear or trapped. I felt like somebody had poured water on that light, and it it went out. It went out. And what's left, because we live and we breathe and we exist, is still the spark. And it went all the way down to this little faded, muted spark. And I said, there it is. It's showing me right now how dynamic this third chakra is. And I believe that if we live in such a way that we honor the third chakra, the third chakra can actually heal the chakras below us. The ones we've already talked about the first and the second, the, the tribe, the belonging to the tribe, the pelvic bowl, the second one of, of, of remembering to dance and the joy of life. And then the third chakra supports that, but it also supports the heart, the, the bravery, the courage of the heart the courage to love, the way we express ourselves, the fifth chakra, the communication, the glowing and listening and interweaving experience. And then you have the sixth chakra, which is that deep, deep knowing, that that part that is between our ears, truly, of, of of the sixth chakra where we say, well, I've gathered all this information up and quieted my mind. What do I know? What do I truly know? And then the seventh chakra, which is the great uh, experience of giving up, surrendering in terms of I, I trust that I'm in flow 
and that I can be in the flow and all is well. So all of that connects back to the third chakra, like being in uh, belonging to the tribe and being in the flow and the love and the courage and the communication and the joy of it all. It's all connects back to the third chakra because you can feel that the third chakra is the part of us that moves us forward. I was watching a uh, clip from a singer named Archie Williams last night. I think that there's such a thing, Joseph Campbell, uh, another shout out to Craig Foley, because he's the one who gave me that book called The Power of Myth, one of the best gifts I've ever had. Um, Thank you, Craig. Um, um, And uh, Joseph Campbell talks about synchronicity and how you can ask a question to the world and the world will answer it back to you. So without me articulating it, I really need to get this third chakra, get through the third chakra. I could feel the stress in my third chakra by not doing the third chakra show. How ironic is that? And I said, give me some messages about how I can better articulate and understand and translate the third chakra energy. We know that it vibrates in a yellow light. And um, as I was winding down my day, I had this beautiful clip pop up for me and it was about a um, man who was incarcerated for 37 years. He was now on a talent show. It was a singing talent show. I don't know if it was American Idol or America's Got Talent or I think we were in the United States uh, because I know that it's Australia's Got Talent. Yeah, no, this is actually a very American story now that I talk about it. Um, This man had been our incarcerated for 37 years, wrongfully accused, and not just wrongfully accused, but like wrongfully tried uh, for a murder um, he did not commit. And he had only recently gotten out of jail and somehow he was able to find himself onto the stage to audition um, in front of a huge audience of 3,500 people. And uh, you can find him it's Archie Williams, you know, sings. And he's saying, don't let the sun go down on me. Um, and the audience knew his story, which is that all he could do is serve his time. He did not have the resources um, to get out of this false accusation. And um, when they did finally take his case, they uh, were able within hours to identify what he had said at his trial, which is I was not there. And there were other fingerprints and the person who could be identified with the fingerprints, but they didn't have the technology yet in the eighties was identified within hours. And he had been serving time because he was a serial murderer. So yeah. So this guy is very much innocent and now he's singing on stage. It was absolutely beautiful. And one of the judges asked him when he was done, how did you keep your spirit alive in these 37 years? And he just pointed to his head and he said, "Um, you can be put into prison, but you don't have to go to prison in your head. And that to me was about the will to live. And he pointed to his head, but he sung from his third chakra, right? Like Michael, Michael Chekhov. 
um, musicians know how to do it and uh, do it very, very well when they sing to express themselves outward and sing eh, from the diaphragm, right? Like we're right there in the third chakra. Like you, you have your speech and your speaking and your singing right from that area too. So he had already sung to us from his third chakra, which is his will to live. And then the lyrics are, do not let the sun, don't let the sun go down on me. So think about that. Uh, the story of the sun, the choice he had made, the sun in the sky, the solar plexus, do not let the sun go down on me. And I had this beautiful teacher in uh, on the screen uh, giving me a, a, a synchronized message to the judge. He said, I did not let the sun go down on me. I kept the spark alive. Uh, he served 37 years. He was um, put in for life, or I think he said 80 years. So that was going to absolutely outlive him, but he got out. And there he was truly, truly in a full, healthy third chakra state. Um, that would be the embodiment of the third chakra story right there. Someone put your spark out and you never let it go all the way out. And you just kept feeding and feeding and feeding it. One of the most beautiful ways to feed the third chakra, not um, coincidentally, is through second chakra energy, which is the creativity. So let the music flow. Listen to music. Let yourself express yourself uh, with words, with poetry. Um, Lots and lots of conversations about being creative. I've talked to a couple of my clients recently about um, what is your creativity, creating just for the sake of creating. Uh, not for monetizing or getting into any kind of material value of that, but just creating for the sake of creating. What is your joie de vivre? What is your reason for being raison d'être, right? You know, French terms all over the place here. Um, what what are we doing to, to connect ourselves with ourselves? How are you being your own best friend right now? Because as, as many beautiful friends as I have, I love and need to have my friends love themselves too. Um, One of my favorite statements that I say to my kids, especially when we're crawling through hard spaces um, and maybe I feel like they've made decisions that have hurt or disrupted the family um, or putting them on the wrong path. and when I talk to them from my heart, I talk to them deep, even deeper from my, my, my third chakra, because I want them to know, even though we don't always say I'm speaking from my solar plexus, I want them to know that my job is to give them, I don't know what their life is going to look like in the future. I have no idea what obstacles are coming their way, except that obstacles happen, <laughs> you know, they're part of life. And so I want them pre- to be prepared for obstacles and prepared for challenges. Um, if they're lucky, they'll have a lot of obstacles and a lot of challenges because they'll be living. And, and I'll, I'll get this feedback as a mother that says, you're making me uncomfortable and I'll want to say, I would love to keep you safe forever, but I can't. But what I can tell you is that as much as I love you, 
and as much as I have fire in my soul for you, I have fire in my soul for myself as well. And that's what I wish for them as parents in the future, if they become parents. It's what I wish for them as leaders in the community, because we're all leaders in our community in in all all ways, shapes, or form. It's how I want them to be as friends. And it's what I it's what I wish for for everybody in this world, that we all have this strong joy of life and that we can act on it. The third chakra is very much an action. It is very much the coming together of the spirit in the physical body. It is the center of our solar system. And it's absolutely a remarkable conversation to have with that part of your spirit body. We know that the chakra systems flow flow like cones, if you want to imagine them, uh, like uh, cones, you could think of tornadoes, you know, flowing out from the front of you, but also it's also like a funnel. So it's pulling energy in from the back of you. So the back of your third chakra would be where your adrenals are. So here we have this beautiful coming together, this vortex inside the body, the center of the body, the center of your personal solar system, the solar plexus. I hope that you can go forth now thinking about how beautiful this part of our body is always talking to us. It will not be silent. It will not be dormant and nor should it be. It's also this fine, fine message of being comfortable, being uncomfortable, getting a little bit outside the edges of your comfort zone, which is how the the gut reaction talks to us. Let yourself focus on that. Don't, don't not pay attention to your gut reaction. And when you feel that say, well, what is the thing that brings me forth that will move me forward in life? What will hold me back and what will bring me forward? And one of the most beautiful things about the spirit of the third chakra is it gives you a fresh start every day. Yeah, kind of like the solar pattern too, right? We get the get the sunrise and the sunset and the and then the sunrise again. And so it's okay. It's okay if you make mistakes. Don't beat yourself up. Don't beat up your adrenal system. Don't go into fight, flight, freeze, fawn, all of that. It's okay. Have a nice relationship with your third chakra and you'll have a beautiful relationship with your life. Listen to it. Give it time. Talk to it. I was once given the advice that if we listen to our soul and we listen to our gut instincts, we will always be safe. And maybe we'll even be safe at the hour of our death because we've listened to our gut response. And our spirit will be safe. So listen to the third chakra with your whole body. Listen to your third chakra. It is guiding you and is asking you to spark out into life. That we have this body, that we have this time, that we have our joy of being alive, joy of life. Take it. Live it. Make the decisions that have to do with good choices. And those good choices involve kindness to your spirit, kindness to yourself, 
um, the idea of actually making a choice. I'll leave you with this last story about a little boy that I was teaching and we were doing introductions. Um, it's a good exercise. I'm going to tell you, it's really good for adults. Um, but it's certainly great for the first graders I was working with. We were taking a, uh, they were taking a creativity class with me. And, um, one of the things about creativity is you got to know who's in your community and we got to see if we can create together. So we're going to do a little bonding exercise and bonding involves a little bit of vulnerability. Um, so we're standing in a circle and holding hands and I'm the adult. There's actually another adult in the room, my assistant. And the exercise is to express one thing that you love about yourself. One thing that makes you special, just one little blurb that makes you special. And, um, And we went around the room and each child said, you know, like, my name is Allison and I'm really good at soccer. And I didn't want to like correct her too much, but I still wanted to lead her and guide her carefully. I said, well, that's something you're good at. But what is something that you love about yourself? And she said, I love playing soccer. And I said, well, what's in that loving playing soccer that you love? Um, I love to be outside and run around and be with my friends. And I said, I bet you're really good at um, being with your friends and running around and playing. And she said, yes. So I said, sounds like you've got this great spirit of play. And she said, yes. And I said, oh, I got it. I figured it out. So we're going to go around the whole circle. And I I think I've gotten this very complex idea that I didn't think was going to be so complex with the little ones. But it was. It's like, say one thing that you love about yourself. I love that I love to play. So Um, after Allison, you know, I got to Bobby and this little boy said, I love swimming. I was like, okay, I can't do this. So we went around and, and I could see that, that swimming for him was a symbol of also loving to play. Right. So they, they got, they, they got going and they just basically said what they thought they were good at. I'm good at, which was their replacement for what they love about themselves. I think that's interesting because it's an interesting story about what you love about yourself versus what you're good at. And so in the materialistic world, we're like, well, what, what, what are we good at and how does it translate into like giving us material value that we're just like, we're, you know, we get applauded, we get validated. Um, That's an interesting, you know, problem that I put in the back of my head as we were stumbling through this exercise. But then I got to this little boy, George, and he really changed my life. And I've done this exercise many, many times. And now, decades later, I'm still talking about George. And this is what George said. He said, I like that I make great choices. (laughs) I said, wow. He didn't name a sport or an activity that he's good at. He said, my name is George. And I love myself, I like myself, and I make good choices. Whoa. So these are little kids in the room, and the parents were actually um, still there watching if they chose to be. They could, they could watch. It made no difference. I, t- I, I teach the same way if the kids are in, the parents are in the room or not. And that I would have a lot of fun watching the class. Um, so they were sitting way on the edge of the, the windowsills. And I couldn't help but look over at the mom and dad who were both there. 
And I looked over and I kind of gave them an impressive like raise of the eyebrow. And they said, yep, he, that's funny. He would say that he actually makes really good choices. So wherever you are, George, I have no question that you're living a great life because he is the embodiment of the third chakra energy as well, that, that he knows that he makes good choices and without knowing the chakra system or having anything spelled out to him, this little boy knew that in the heart of who he was, he was loved and was good at and embodied um, making good choices. That's good. That's, that's something I would want for everybody, including myself. And he was a great teacher to me that day. So I hope that this has been a great teaching moment for you as you go forth making good choices from your third chakra energy, paying attention to your gut instincts, gut, that's it, boom, right there. Um, It's not complicated. Uh, Keeping that spark of light, solar plexus, there you go, there's the sun right there. And remembering that the sun comes up every day and you get new choices to make and new chances and fresh starts and you know, kind of be like George and remember Michael Chekhov who said it is okay to fill your space with, with bright light. And I hope you all have a beautiful, bright light shining forth experience in your life as you understand deeply and make friends with this gorgeous, deep, loyal part of your body, which is called the third chakra, solar plexus. Um, thanks everybody for tuning in and listening to my rant and rave and, and, and ode to the third chakra. I hope you all have a beautiful day. If you tuned into this podcast, I would love it if you would subscribe. Um, I'd love if you hit the five stars, um, and we are going to just keep going and going on this journey. And I feel totally emboldened and free to go forward because this was a gigantic obstacle for me learning to listen to my third chakra and know what are the warnings that tell me to go a different direction, but what are just the small little sparks that say, it's okay. It's just because you love life and you care deeply. We're going to help guide you through to this next step moving forward. So all of us moving forward, I hope you have a beautiful day. Thank you for joining me on the good energy healing show. And um, don't forget to tune back in. Um, I'm coming back and the next one is the fourth chakra is the heart and uh, we'll see how that flows. Take care of yourself.